Black Velvet is proud to sponsor Creative Habits Podcast. Black Velvet is a Black-owned family business providing skincare products, handmade, intentional, and designed to nurture the skin and body. Lather in luxury with our signature Black Velvet Shea Butter. Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom for daily application for any occasion or season. Try our Beard Gang Kit collection, perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth. Visit us on Etsy at Shop Black Velvet or follow us on Instagram by Black Velvet. Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. My guest for today is stunning and her work contributes to the preservation and celebration of African culture as well as history through her art. Welcome to the show, Aggie. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So what is your specialty? How do you identify yourself as a creative? My specialty is natural hair, and I call myself a natural hair artist, so I basically create art out of natural hair. Okay, so how did you start doing hair? What made you get into that profession? Um, I started very young. I grew up in Cameroon, and my mother's always been very extravagant in the way she styled her hair, so I just grew up around women who water hair in very artistic, expressive ways. And I didn't know that was inspiring me, but eventually I learned how to do hair in Cameroon. And over the years, um, I just, it just developed more into the hair art. Um, I started painting at some point in my life as well. So I got into like Frida Carlo and Kehinde Wiley. Yes. How they express culture through their art, it really inspired and directed me to push hair as far as I have. I love that. And I'm actually a visual artist myself. I'm a painter, um, but those are my two favorite artists. <laughs> so that's nice to know. Um, but as far as where you come from, um, what is your ethnic group? Um, so being from Cameroon, Cameroon is part of the Bantu tribe, but um, my dad is from a tribe called Bambili, and my mom is from Meta, so they're okay. from Cameroon. Okay. And has any of your culture or Africa in general inspired the work that you do? Yes, Africa is <laughs> all of the work. Um, and I'm really into cultural anthropology, so 
I watch a lot of travel shows. I try to travel as much as I can. And I just allow myself to be inspired by different people and how they express themselves. If you don't mind me asking, where have you traveled um, and where do you enjoy going? Um, I've been to Ghana, Tanzania, Kenya, Mexico, Ethiopia. Um, I really enjoyed Mexico. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite places. I've been there a couple of times just because I but <laughs> That's one place I haven't been to. Um, but where specifically did you go or did you go to several different places in Mexico? I went to several, several different places, but... but um, my reason for going to Mexico was because I wanted to visit Frida Carlo Museum. Mm. Her house, they turned into a museum. So you, I really got to step into her creative space and see how she did things and how she was inspired and everything that she surrounded herself with to keep inspiring her. So what is it about Frida Kahlo that resonates with you the most? She is very expressive like honestly expressive and raw and I think it's to the point where it felt like her art was a saving grace for her so it was an outlet and she used her art to be political she used her art for herself healing mm -hmm. and it just seems like she'd been through quite a bit because she did experience a lot um, as far as her health and many other things, but it just seemed like she really connected to art, art as an outlet and that inspired me, so. I love that. So what is really important to you as a hairstylist? I know that you mentioned um, in the introduction that you really focus on natural hair, um, but what message or what are you trying to um, promote as far as beauty? I, I'm just trying to push the boundaries or like change, not so much change, but present natural hair in a very beautiful and clean light. So I know a lot of hairstylists do it and a lot of hair artists do it, um, but I'm doing it in my own way. Like I see natural hair as such, it's like an orchid. You know, it seems like one of those plants that would be really difficult to take care of, but mm -hmm. just, you just water it once a week and you leave it alone. It's, that's kind of how natural hair is. So what I'm doing with my art in a way is just pushing it, like pushing it as far as the art side and the editorial side, but presenting it in a way that makes you go, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. So at what moment or point did you realize that this is really what you wanted to do and what steps did you take to get to where you are right now i think so i've always done hair mm. but officially three years ago i decided that i was just going to go all the way and do it as best as i could and um i just simplified it to myself like yeah. i really had this passion and I realized that it was a gift. And I honestly just use my discernment to listen to myself and just be completely honest with myself. And I try to think like, for all my years I am here on earth, what makes me happy? Yeah. So I'm doing hair for the rest of my life. 
would that make me happy? And yes, it would. So now I'm kind of focused based on, I have like a, I guess I have a place in my heart that's just really sure about what I'm doing. And I just, I'm just focused on that. So I kind of shut everything else out and I focus on myself and the passion and the place in my heart that's telling me that this is what I should do. How important is collaboration for the type of work that you do? It's very, very, very important. Um, I work with a lot of artists in the DMV and they're passionate about what they do. So I work with photographers, with makeup artists, set designs, and everyone is amazing at what they do. But when we come together and we create something, it's it's beautiful. Everything, I can imagine. Yeah. Everything I've posted on my page is like, it's a bunch of artists getting together and making it come to life, so. Mm. What would you say is unique about you as an artist? Um, so I know that you mentioned that um, you have a, um, <laughs> excuse me. I, I know that you mentioned that you said that you had a passion for creating unique pieces of natural beauty or showing natural beauty. But um, what is special about you as a person um, that you feel really makes you stand out from everything else that's kind of currently out there? I think just my story and my experiences are very unique to me. So mm -hmm. how I express my art is just, it's going to be unique as well. I I do like see other artists, other hair artists and they do their thing and I respect what they do, but I'm very sure of the fact that my experiences and how I see and express it will be completely different from what they do. So um, I know that um, you also do beyond hairstyling. Um, so I know that it's, it's uh, you mentioned that you're a creative director, a visual artist, and I looked at your portfolio and what I felt like stood out to you is your representation of African women of, you know, African descent. And I feel like just the overall presentation and the creative direction of your, um, the models that were in your portfolio pieces were, were really nice and unique and beautiful. But I did admire the fact that nowadays we have people like you in the world who are showing all of the versatile and diverse ways that you can style natural hair. I know that growing up in Zimbabwe, um, I didn't have a lot of confidence <laughs> with my hair and how to take care of it, um, mostly from the comments or um, from other people, you know, mentioning the texture of my hair. But the fact that I didn't see the beauty or like the differences of what could happen with our hair. So the fact that you're doing this is really amazing. And I love that currently, you know, our, our beauty is you know, unfortunately a trend, it should always be an option of beauty, but I feel like just having that representation that you're putting out there is really powerful um, and impactful. So I really admire and love 
love your work and I love seeing <laughs> everything that you're doing on social media. Thank you. What would you say um, is your best collaboration thus far? Uh, it's, it's difficult to think. <laughs> Just every picture, every collaboration, it has a story and something that's to be expressed. I, it's difficult to pick because every collaboration has been successful in expressing what it was meant to express. So I'm happy with all of them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How did you start working with celebrities? Because I know that you've had a few celebrity clients and which uh, of them, if you don't mind sharing, you've personally worked with. I started out, so there was this, there's this charity event, Africa Gives Back, and it's by Troy, Troy Massa. And every year, this was before COVID, <laughs> he did like a huge extravagant gala and he has, a, he had a celebrity guest and he just does it like a, a huge ball. And the purpose of it is to raise money for a specific cause. So. I got the chance, an opportunity to be the hairstylist at those events. And that's when I was introduced to the first celebrity style, um, first celebrity I worked with, which was Cynthia Bailey. And then after that, I worked with Giselle. And then I worked with Yamiala Day, not as part of the gala, but that was a separate thing. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, and what were those experiences like, um, just working for a celebrity client? I know that sometimes that environment could be busy, but um, are, do you have the creative freedom to do something or is it usually the client telling you what they need? I do have the creative freedom, but regardless of, from working with celebrity clients to working with the everyday person to working with models on that I post on my social media I have the creative freedom but I always speak to the person I'm working with because they have to wear this on their hair and they have mm. to be so we have that conversation and we come up with a hairstyle that is expressive for me but you're comfortable and confident wearing where do you believe you'll be in in about five years from now um it's it's hard to say but I am hoping to expand more and just work with more artists, work with more um, magazines, work, actually go back home, go to Ghana, go to Cameroon, and just do some work there because I haven't gotten a chance to work with a lot of creatives back in Africa. So I think in five that would be something I would love to do. Definitely. I really think that that's important, especially for those of us that are from Africa, but you know, live in the States and are making money and collaborating in the States, but aren't necessarily doing something back home. Um, I do feel like Africa, just in general, no matter where you are, <laughs> whether it be South Africa, Cameroon, Ghana, it doesn't matter, but there's so many inspirational places that you know you can definitely find some amazing amazing people and things that can help your creative expression 
Um, so I wanted to know from you, because I actually haven't been to West Africa yet. Um, I've mo mostly just been in Eastern and Southern Africa, but uh, where would you recommend um, for us to go that's a non-touristy area if it were to be in Cameroon? Um, I haven't been back to Cameroon in a while. So I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I plan on going back by the end of this year. So I okay. will let you know. <laughs> well, what about Ghana? Oh, wow. Okay, Ghana was amazing. <laughs> the way I went in Ghana was an experience, but I only stayed in Accra, so. Okay. I didn't get the chance to fully explore it. I honestly feel like wherever you go, you would have a beautiful experience. Definitely. And what do you plan on um, doing as far as your visual art um, practice? Because I know that you said that you are currently doing hair here, um, hair right now, but also what other creative ways do you express yourself? I enjoy music. I don't, I don't know how to sing or anything, but I really enjoy it. Like I enjoy listening to music, even on set, like music inspires me. So I don't know if listening to music would count. What, what kind of music do you enjoy? Afrobeats. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you like, um, I, I like Afrobeats as well, but do you like things like um, Magic System or, um, old school kind of bongo mine. <laughs> it's like with music, I always try to understand the history behind it because the sound we have now has come such a long way. Like Cameroon is bilingual, so I got to enjoy like the West African Afrobeat style. But us being bilingual, I got to connect with like Coupe de Calais okay. or like so. I'm I'm very aware of how yeah and it's just like back in the day we had like Felakuti and they had um Manu Dibango mm -hmm. and that same sound that same original sound is what Afrobeat is right now it's just a little bit more to it it's it's nice listening to both and just like making that comparison Definitely. Does any of that music um, inspire? I know you said that you're, it's on the music is on during the set of your photo shoots, but does any of that music inspire um, your artistry? Not so much the artistry, but the free flowing creative mood that you get into. It's just like you're just vibing and creating everything's just flowing. So is there anything um, as far as hairstyling goes um, with the creations that you make? I know that there are a lot of different styles that actually tell a narrative on its own, but um, do you have any um, stories about uh, hairstyles or like the meaning of braiding and what that kind of represents? Um, so I actually did, uh a shoot called Bantu, where I just took that one hairstyle. Bantu knots are very popular right now. And I just try to like remind people that they're not, it's not just a hairstyle, it's, it's they're a group of people. And just all the way from like West Africa, all the way down to South Africa, that's Bantu. Yeah. And so 
it's one hairstyle that represents like a vast group of people with such rich cultures and traditions. I found it very inspiring that that's something that we still wear on our hair every day. So yeah, I think it's, and I just did another shoot that's not out yet, but um, I did it. It was inspired by the Himba women in Namibia. Mm -hmm. And they have this like beautiful way of styling their hair and they apply clay, like a reddish tint clay to their hair as well as their skin. So they just, it just looks beautiful. And the hairstyle was meant to reflect that, to just reconnect a current hairstyle. Cause I think certain braids still look that way. Like there's certain hairstyles where they do the braids all the way down and just let the mm. end out of it. I feel like that's where it came from. So I just did that shoot to remind people of that cultural connection. I love that. And I'm really familiar with that style with the, um, the clay. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, and that's another question or like conversation that I wanted to ask you about is um, as far as you just doing the artistry component of um, photo shoots and the hairstyling of a, a creative direction piece that you're doing, um, how important is it for you to kind of tell stories that compare the past with the present and the, the future? Like how does that all work out for you? in terms of um, your ideas? I think that's what drives me. That's what keeps me going as far as creating hair. And that's why I feel like everything, what I create would always be a bit different. Mm -hmm. It's because that story is because of that connection. And like I said before, I'm really into like cultural anthropology, learning about different cultures and I understand that hair is never just hair. Like in certain parts of the world, your hair could tell if you're married, if you're single, it could tell your status in society. So one thing I'm sticking to is always being able to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of look um, at hairstylists also as healers in a sense, because um, hair is, more than just hair, like you said, <laughs> and it is part of your body, but I think just being in a space um, where you're caring for something and protecting someone's sanctuary or their temple is, you know, part of something that heals. And <laughs> I really, I really find that amazing, um, especially what you're doing in terms of not just being a healer, but also being a storyteller so that those narratives continue on, you know, throughout the years and are shared with everyone and hopefully the world, <laughs> if you want your stories to go global. Um, I want to know who is your greatest inspiration? Chihinde Wiley is my greatest. Yeah. And why would he be? I just really love, like, if you look at his paintings, they have this very old style, but it's current as well. So he literally takes your everyday black person from the streets and just puts them in this opulent light and picture. And just, I just find that so inspiring. And also the way 
the hair. If you look at some of his paintings and some of his sculptures, how intricate the hairstyle is, is as well. Definitely. And it's, it's very regal in a sense. I also feel like even though he's using European um, context or like art, historical stories, it still traces back to us in a sense because you know you had your Ashanti kings on stools and different ways that you would be posing in those spaces. But I kind of feel like even though it's paying homage or kind of shifting an appropriation of something else, it still comes back <laughs> full circle. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, what is your favorite thing to do outside of art? I enjoy dancing. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't dance a lot in front of people, but when I'm home by myself, I am dancing. I was <laughs> dancing before this, so. I love that, yeah. Um, when you were in Mexico, what really inspires you about that place? Or what really makes you feel um, inspired just being in spaces when you travel? I, Mexico specifically, it felt like home in a very strange way. Um, when I went to Mexico was the first time I got to travel outside of the States since I moved here. And I haven't been back to Cameroon since I moved to the States. So to be somewhere and still get that same feeling of being at home, like people greet you when you walk down the street, people check on your neighbors, there are mangoes everywhere. Like it's just, everyone is so involved in taking care of each other and being aware of each other's presence that it, it just felt like home. Mm. So I barely speak Spanish and everyone was so helpful and so kind and I made it around somehow. So I just, it just felt good. What languages do you speak? I speak English, um, broken, broken English, which is like pigeon. Mm -hmm. But Cameroon has a very specific pigeon that we speak because we have, mm -hmm. we're both Anglophone and Francophone. So in all of that, created our own broken English slash pigeon that is very specific to Cameroon. Oh, okay. And I speak some of my dad's tribal language, which is Bambili, and some of my mom's, which is Meta. What exactly do you think? So working with other artists, how easy is it for you to find those collaborations? Because um, I know that you've done several projects now, but when you were first starting off, how did you, you know, begin a network of artists or artist friends that you would work with? I think it's, it's reaching out to people and explaining what you want to do. And if they believe in your vision, they will join you in making it happen. And starting out was more so like showing what I do because I could tell you, but it'd be best if I just show you what I can do. And now it seems like I've, I have a creative family. So doing projects now is a bit easier because I could literally have a concept and text a photographer, like this mm. is what I, you want to do it. And for the most part, they're excited to create something. So what would you say is your definition of creativity? It's freedom of 
expression, completely uninhibited freedom of expression. I think for the most part, not for the most part, I feel like sometimes people are afraid to express themselves or they don't, they don't have the proper way or the proper outlet of doing that. I think creativity is that safe space of not knowing, but really trusting yourself and just kind of letting your imagination flow. And out of that, it always comes out something beautiful. Yes, definitely. Do you um, offer any support or services in terms of um, hairstyling or are you just strictly an art, uh, um, a hair artist? Um, I do protective hairstyles as well. Um, I'm getting to the point where I'll start having products to help with, so protective hairstyles is just one of the things that I find important. So outside of doing like the creative stuff, I also prioritize taking care of your hair and maintaining your hair in its best possible state. So in the few in the next weeks coming up, I'm going to have products that help with that process. And also I I do protective hairstyles. That's amazing. Um, because even though I am a natural, I would say that still I'm not quite sure like what my hair is in its very healthy state. So sometimes like my hair um, needs a lot of nutrients and needs a lot of moisture in it um, because it's dry. But oftentimes like I'm not quite sure, you know, what the best thing to do for my hair as far as just feeding it. Um, is there anything that you would slightly recommend as far as like how to just keep your hair um, nourished or vibrant <laughs> i the water is your best friend mm -hmm. <laughs> the hair because once your hair is like moisturized water just helps with the detangling process water helps you like see your curls in its natural state and also just keep it as natural as possible you can literally go to the grocery store and get some aloe vera some avocados and mix something up for your hair. Mm. So to be everything that, it's like how you think about what you put into your body. Think about that for your hair. That's how I see it. Seems very basic. And it probably, you know, it probably is like, and that's what I love now about um, our hair, our natural hair being such a, a huge trend because it gives you an opportunity to actually know what's good for you and not what's just good as far as appearance wise, but just overall, like just caring for the things that are a part of you. <laughs> and I feel like everyone's hair is specific. So it's, it's, it's a learning process to figure mm -hmm. out what doesn't. So I know that you're saying that um, you plan to have your own products and things like that. But overall, what do you envision your, for yourself as far as an artist? Um, so many things. <laughs> yeah. As far as the creative side of things, I want to be able to have 
something I've worked on be framed and put in a gallery or, or like a museum somewhere. Cause I get inspired by looking at my work. I feel like, I don't know if that's, that's okay, but, but sometimes I really step out of myself and look at it and think like, if I saw this at a gallery, how would it make me feel? Mm. And so I, ideally I, would see my work in a gallery somewhere. Love that, yeah. So do you wanna talk more about um, your visual art? I'm not quite sure, like, do you paint or? Um, I do paint, but yeah. I think I do that for me. Just personal therapy, yeah. Another thing I'm leaning more towards is being able to work with other artists. Mm. Like, Hair is such a huge part of branding yourself as an artist. So out of musical artists, like covers for your music video, like how Erica Badu is known for her hair, like that's a notable, not yes. notable. So I would really love to collaborate or work with other artists and expressing how they envision themselves as an artist. I love that. And um, just speaking of collaborating with artists, I've always wanted to work on like a, a project or a set where the art, there's models and, you know, whole production, but it looks like a painting. And I haven't quite tried to figure out how to do that, but just um, <laughs> having like a, a Frida Kahlo-esque or a very narrative-based image but everything in that set is painted so there are objects but everything is like painted on top to kind of look a certain way but then to have you know a photographer that's taking a picture in a whole different set um but that's <laughs> aside from yeah yeah but if you would like to be on set as a creative with a team of creatives i'm definitely open to that Please, yes, that's uh, that's where I was getting at because I would love to collaborate with um, with you on a project because I've seen your work and I think that it's fascinating and it may be something that would be amazing. <laughs> Given the unusual times, um, what has a typical day been like for you? Have you been still able to work? I have. Mm -hmm. It's slowed down a lot, but I feel like now it's picking up more and being on set, we still wear masks and there's just not too many people in the space like there would have been. So it hasn't, it's going back to normal basically, except for the mask. Okay. And during the complete lockdown last year, um, was there anything different as far as like what you could do or was it an opportunity for you to just think about the ideas that you wanted to work with in the future? Yeah, it was an opportunity for me to reflect on mm. I was annoyed by the fact that I couldn't work but eventually I was like okay it really made me stop and think and I guess think about moving forward how I would like to move forward what I would like to do differently and in a weird way I think the the lockdown really helped me refocus because now I'm able to sit here with you and talk about it I couldn't do that before yeah that's true that's true so as far as um, 
you kind of knowing because you were surrounded with so many um, people that braided, was there something else that you were doing or did you study something different in school if you pursued um, a secondary education? Um, what exactly made you really decide that hair was it for you? Like, I know coming from an African family, because I'm an artist, it was really difficult. Like my mom was the one that was encouraging it, but everybody else in my family was like, what? You know, everybody, I have, you know, doctors, lawyers, and even if it's something creative, it's still something that has to do with, you know, literacy or something that your, your, your brain is doing something more technical than creative. So I wanted to know if you kind of face any of those challenges or, you know, what were you <laughs> I have an undergrad in biology and the thing is I enjoyed biology I enjoyed learning about biology and I have been like after that I did work in research for a while and still doing all of that I was still doing hair to the side and actually started pharmacy school and everything but funny enough doing those months of being in pharmacy school was when I was getting all the opportunities and I kept trying to do both and I really had to humble myself like you can't do both yeah so pick one and just run with it and here I am <laughs> I love that so I just have um one more question for you what advice would you give your younger self or anyone that's wanting to pursue a career in what you're doing now I'd say just trust yourself. Like, I wish I was more, not that I wish, I understand the process and all of that. But if I had to go back and yell at my past self, it's like, just trust yourself. Because I've always, <laughs> I've always known this was it in my heart, but I kind of let influences from everywhere, like distract me from it. So now I feel more like tunnel vision focused and you have to trust what you're doing and protect it basically. Cause not everyone understands and you don't have to explain to be honest. Just Very do true, very true. Well, Aggie, thank you so much. And before we conclude, I just wanted to play a quick game called this or that. Okay, <laughs> so the, the idea of the game is you have to choose one thing over another. Okay, so the first question is uh, waffles or pancakes? Waffles. I would say Davido or Whiskit. Oh, wow. Whiskit. Okay, now the heart one, because you like both, Kehinde Wiley or Frida Carlo? Oh, wow, don't do that. <laughs> Frida Carlo. Wonderful. Yeah. And how can people, our listeners, um, learn more about you. If you can please share uh, your website or social media, anything that you'd like to share so we can make sure that we promote that. Um, my website is aggiehair.com and I also have blogs on my website, a little bit about certain shoots. So if you're interested in learning more or understanding more, that's there. And also my Instagram is aggie underscore hair. 
Love it. And thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with me today. And um, I will definitely be in contact about um, collaborating with you um, and as well as Phil. So thank you so much.